Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Taking Charge, Evidence-Based Self-Management Programs. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on September 13, 2017. In this podcast, Christy Kalinske from the Office of Nutrition and Health Promotion Programs at the Administration for Community Living discusses the role of ACL in chronic disease self-management. Thank you, April and Linda. And Linda, you really just hammered home why we invest in these programs at the federal level. Thank you so much. So throughout the course of my presentation, I'd really like to demonstrate how the Administration for Community Living, or ACL, has made major investments in these programs. I'd like to highlight the breadth of availability of these programs and also just increase awareness about the availability of experienced community-based providers that you all can partner with, if you aren't already, to offer these programs. So I'd like to begin today by giving you a brief introduction to the Administration for Community Living to those of you who, who aren't familiar. Our mission is to maximize the independence, the well-being, and the health of older adults, people with disabilities across the lifespan, as well as their families and caregivers. And we really have a commitment to one fundamental principle, and that's that people with disabilities and older adults should be able to live where they choose, with the people they choose, and participate fully in their com communities. Next slide, please. So in direct alignment with our mission to maximize independence, well-being, and health, ACL has supported Chronic Disease Self-Management Education, or CDSME, and other evidence-based programs for more than a decade. And really the powerful evidence behind the CDSME programs, which Kate highlighted earlier, is what fuels this investment. Federal resources for these programs have significantly declined over the past five years as uh, budgets have gotten uh, smaller and tighter. So supporting programs with proven outcomes is really critical. We want to be sure that we're investing our limited resources and programs that we know work and have a benefit for participants. Through discretionary grants, we currently support 20 organizations, including five tribes to expand access to and develop a sustainable infrastructure for evidence-based CDSME and self-management support programs. And the programs that were developed um, at Stanford and are now housed at the Self-Management Resource Center are offered by all of our grantees. Because of the significant investment by ACL, as well as other federal CDC invest in these programs, state and local partners, there's delivery capacity in communities across the country. So later in my presentation, I'll once again highlight the, um, the program locator that's available on the Evidence-Based Leadership Council website, and that will allow you to identify the licensed organizations in your area. So I know Kate highlighted the CDSMP national study, but I think it's important to emphasize this study for two reasons. So first is the study demonstrated the value of the program with respect to impact on both patients, so the improved health, improved um, depression symptoms, quality of life, et cetera, as well as the impact on healthcare providers and payers. So we saw better care through improved communication, medication compliance, as well as decreased costs. So the outcomes, the participant outcomes, um, as well as the impact on the healthcare system are, of course, very important. Additionally, this study evaluated the effectiveness of the intervention in community sites across the country. 
So this was a real-world, non-research setting and found results that were consistent with the original research. So this tells us that community-based organizations are delivering high-quality programs, and we can be confident that participants are indeed benefiting. And that gets back to um, the information that Kate had shared earlier about it being a um, you know, highly scripted program with rigorous training. We can be sure that programs, regardless of if it's in Virginia and Richmond or in Georgia's garage in San Diego, that participants are, are getting the same intervention. Next slide, please. So the value of CDSME for participants. So as I mentioned earlier, CDSME programs have significant value for both participants and healthcare providers. With respect to participants, CDSME, CDSMP, is patient-centered. It builds a primary role for patients in understanding and managing their own health conditions. Um, I think that Linda said, you know, I, I wanted to be activated. I wanted to be more active in taking charge of my health. And that really speaks to that patient-centered aspect. It also facilitates active engagement with healthcare providers. So patients are coached in becoming a full member of their healthcare team with enhanced partnerships with providers. The interventions also build mutual support through an interactive environment to increase confidence and the ability to manage health and maintain a fulfilling life. So that's where the self-efficacy component comes in. People have the tools, the skills, and the confidence to actually carry that out. CDSME results in measurable and positive effect on physical and emotional outcomes and health-related quality of life. Both Kay and I have covered that. Um, the participants also become more physically active and maintain this activity over time, despite any condition-related barriers. And Linda spoke to that as well, about you know, not really enjoying exercise very much, um, but being more activated and, and, and you know, taking that on as a result of the program. And then finally, and I think this is a really key point to emphasize, when workshops are provided by a community-based organization, it can be a gateway to additional supportive services. Uh, you know, there's considerable opportunity here to impact social determinants of health, and these are the types of programs and services that, in addition to self-management programs, that community-based organizations um, either directly provide or can provide linkages to. So for providers and payers, in addition to the participant outcomes that have already been discussed, there's also significant value with respect to um, improved health status, which translates to better scoring on quality and performance outcomes. Uh, you know, when we look at HEDIS, Medicare STARS, CAPS, et cetera, um, there's an ability to link that with, your, um, with member participation in these programs. Activated patients who are effective self-managers are also likely to report higher satisfaction with their provider or insurer. This can lead to improved uh, patient or member retention. And also referring to and or paying for these programs can help attract new members and distinguish a provider or a payer from others in their market. And we've seen this um, play out in some states um, where you know, a particular plan begins offering self-management and other evidence-based programs, and suddenly there's interest from other, program, um, from other payers because they too want to be able to add that additional or offer that additional benefit for their members. 
So as I noted earlier, ACL has invested millions of dollars in developing a national delivery infrastructure for CDSME programs. And while you can certainly choose to build it internally uh, versus buying it for, from a community-based organization, there is inherent value that comes to partnering with community-based organizations. So these organizations have experience delivering the intervention. Offering health promotion programs is not new to them. Um, area agencies on aging, for example, senior centers, uh, they deliver disease prevention and health promotion programs on a regular basis. They have processes in place to assure quality. They often are doing fidelity checks. They're collecting data and they're analyzing that data or reviewing that data um, to ensure quality. Um, they also have the ability to leverage efficiencies with respect to training, uh, ordering materials, deploying leaders, et cetera. They also have the capacity oftentimes to train new leaders to account for either expansion of a program or potentially attrition of leaders if there's turnover. And as I mentioned before, community-based organizations are a trusted community resource. So beyond CDSME programs, these organizations are well-known and valued in their communities. Many also provide or can help individuals access long-term services and supports that directly impact various social determinants of health. So if we look at food security, transportation, housing, et cetera, uh, these are all areas that um, community-based organizations are, are experts in. So I wanted to provide an example of a community-based organization who's partnering with a dual plan. So the Healthier Living, sorry, the Healthy Living Center of Excellence is in Massachusetts. There are a 90 plus member provider network of community-based organizations delivering CDSME as well as other evidence-based programs. Um, and they are partnering with Senior Whole Health, which is a dual eligible health plan. The so Senior Whole Health pays the Healthy Living Center of Excellence for any member who attends CDSME as well as other evidence-based programs that are under the umbrella of the Healthy Living Center of Excellence. And I should say that the Healthier Living Center of Excellence is under the umbrella of Elder Services of the Merrimack Valley, which is an area agency on aging. So senior whole health members find their way to workshops through a variety of mechanisms. Sometimes they self-refer and um, they collect data to, to you know, learn who an individual's insurer is, so that way they can report back to senior whole health if um, they've engaged one of their members in a workshop. They're also referred by senior whole health providers and case managers. And they also use internal registries, and the Healthy Living Center of Excellence conducts the outreach to these registries to engage members in workshops. So I did want to draw your attention to the CDSME program locator. I know Kate mentioned this during her presentation. Um, I've listed the, the web link there as well and a, a screen grab. And you can see that I you know, simply put in my home zip code in uh, Fairfax County, Virginia. And then we've got the pins that popped up. And I believe I did a 20-mile radius, either a 10 or a 20-mile radius of my home, so a, a really convenient way to access licensed organizations um, by program in your area. So to learn more, you know, Kate, of course, I told you about the Self-Management Resource Center. They have an excellent website. 
Um, the Administration for Community Living funds a CDSME National Resource Center. They have a number of tools and resources and information on the program. And then the Evidence-Based Leadership Council is also another great resource. Um, I also wanted to call attention to a recently released ACL issue brief on CDSME uh, that, that you may want to review. That's available at acl.gov under the Aging and Disability in America tab. Okay, so in summary, we've had significant federal investment in CDSME programs. Uh, we know that programs have proven participant outcomes as well as considerable value for providers and payers. And finally, there are experienced licensed organizations throughout the country, and I encourage you to partner with them to impact the health of the individuals who you serve. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to ensuring beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovation and care models. To learn more about the current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.